Welcome to Last Two Pages, a podcast where two best friends who love to read just can't keep it to themselves. I'm Teresa. And I'm Megan. And on this episode, we will be talking about our least favorite tropes. Asking you shall receive, as in <laughs> one person asked us. It's so <laughs> more people have asked us to talk about this. Well, this was one of the videos that we scrapped when we first were starting everything. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense for us to revive it. Indeed. We've lost, we haven't lost all the footage, but I refuse to go back and look at what we talked about. So these are all new tropes that I don't think... I feel like some of these we've touched on in a previous episode that was never released, but... Oh, I'm sure. We have we have more to share. Always. Always more to share because mm-hmm. what are we if not yappers? <laughs> the yap gals. I don't know what else to say. How have you been? I've been really busy, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my job is at times physically demanding, so... I've You're a hiker been, girl. I am a hiker girl. You would be surprised at how tiring nordic walking is i don't think i'd be surprised by that i recognize nordic walking is probably exhausting it's just it's like classic skiing but without the skis and just the poles oh yeah so it's like a full body workout yeah it uses 80 percent of your body and it burns up to 40 percent more calories and it increases your oxidation. Or Where your, like, can I get myself a set of ski poles? Oxygen intake up to 25%. Yeah. So overall, it's way better for you. So That's Nordic exciting. walk. And it took me by surprise with how tired I was after only an hour. Granted, honestly sounds I great. had played disc golf all day before that. But la di da di da I was years lifetime my week has also been the week from hell um there's so much happening at my corporate job and i have just finished crescent city maybe an hour or two before this i made her finish it honestly before we started filming anything because i just had to talk to her about the ending and we are not busy talk about that right now maybe we'll talk about it later but um but i've been so busy i haven't been able to finish it so it's been just I wake up, set up my desk, wake up in the morning, and go to the gym sometimes, and then I go to bed immediately after and take melatonin. In bed, melatonin in my mouth by 8 p.m. because I my brain is so. (laughs) (laughs) It was either going out or staying. (laughs) Uh, I was so exhausted. So that's. That's how my life is. Cheers to us being tired girlies, but still bringing you the best of what we have. Even last night, I spent the night at Megan's and I went to bed at 1230 and my body woke me up at 530 and refused to go back to bed. So that's crazy. It's now noon and I feel. Teresa also isn't a caffeine drinker. We just were talking about this because I am drinking a Celsius and I've had a cup of coffee and I'm feeling just fine with nothing in my stomach. And Teresa has had one shot of espresso. And here's the thing. I feel the folds in my brain. And I'm like, I hadn't eaten yet this morning. And then I downed that and then I tried to do my eyeliner. Oh, my gosh. I was like. I could feel my heartbeat. I have practiced being an emo girly when I was 14. So honestly, you always know how to do eyeliner once you have that era. Did you ever hear that? 
thing where Honey, like if i got you, this eyeliner done in one try it just i did it slower i'm not saying that you didn't i'm just saying that i learned how to do eyeliner all on my lonesome lonesome yeah my sister never did it my mom never mm. did it and i also yep mine was on like pinterest okay yeah but when did you first curl your hair okay <laughs> we do not need to bring that up it was like last year I'm a pro now. She had I'm just afraid of heat. I was afraid of the curling wand burning me. And I don't know how to use the normal curling irons with like the clack. The clacker? The clasp. Yeah. Interesting. So that kind of scared me. I'd always ever straightened my hair because it always had like a, like a closure around it. You know what I'm saying? Like a straightener has like a plastic backing. Oh. So your hand, like, even if you touched it, you're not directly touching the hot metal piece. Anyway, least favorite tropes. Um, <laughs> um, so Teresa and I both came to the table with some of what we just hate about books. Um, because books are great, <laughs> but sometimes they're not. It's more the things that m- give us an ick or just kind of lose our lose the book in our brains or we're reading it and we fall out of it and we're like oh these i'm writing words on a page words on a page that's what i was about to say i'm like oh taken out all right uh i have a physical recoil you heard it a few times this morning i literally was like what no me too why (laughs) i took a picture of a page on a book the other day and my dad just went did you just take a picture of a page and i was like yeah <laughs> why is that so weird it's not weird at all this is like absurd and i just needed to document it that's not weird at all no i know and i'm mm. like does your dad know how to read is that why he thought it was he's weird in, he's probably who i got my speed reading from oh he re- he can down books mm. but i don't think he can i'm pretty sure i talked to him about this and he doesn't see in his brain as pictures what does he see I think it's just like, you know, some people see like concepts and how they think they don't visualize things. Okay. I don't like What that. do you see? It's like a full movie. Okay. Behind these eyes. Like, uh, it, Me too. like, okay. Not like the whole time, but like when scenery changes, like my brain changes that scenery. Yeah. I don't necessarily see the people's faces. Some people don't. Oh, I can't usually like really see faces, but yeah, it's a movie in my the brain. Body some people literally, yeah. it's just them reading it and it's the information. So do you want to start with tropes? How do you after, feel? After you, Miss Ma'am. Oh, okay, great. I think the one that we both primarily agree on are the miscommunication trope. Here's the thing. Okay. I used to be a die or like a hater of the Mm -hmm. miscommunication trope. But as I've read more modern romances, I'm kind of living for the drama it causes and the tension that builds. (laughs) But when it comes to like, well, here's the thing. There's a difference between miscommunication and like withholding information. Mm -hmm. And I think the withholding can be hot and sexy, but miscommunication can be just so annoying i think miscommunication can add a lot to a story right but so many of the times it's just like 
the author's only way of making drama. Okay, that's true. In a space where there is none. So, yeah. like, for me, when I read it, I'm like, ugh. Like, literally, the only thing you have to do is talk to each other. Yeah. If it was different where it's, like, they're separated or, like, there are other people involved okay, in yep. this. But if it's just two people that refuse to talk to each other because they're both two assholes no like that gets so old oh my god and then it happens multiple times in the book because that's like their defining trait is that these two can't ever communicate with each other and it's like okay then maybe you shouldn't pursue a relationship romantic or otherwise but but whenever i'm around him my knees tremble and a warmth grows a warmth if the only connection two characters have is lust bad I think that, that kind of goes into... Do you have anything else to say with that one? No, go ahead. With insta-love? Girl. I will never be an insta-love person. I need a ba- I need there to be a build-up. I need there to be a background. I need them to have had history. And I need that history either to develop or to have come with before the book. And then there needs to be the tension and rising. And it can't just be, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's so hot. Like, no. Ew. Like, I'm obsessed with insta-lust. Like, first time they meet each other, it's like, I am, this person is so hot, and I, like, am. But I feel like that's what they write off as insta-love. Because then they create, they make that into, like, something to base a relationship off of. Yeah, see, that's not right. And then it's just. There are characters that have, like, immediately been like, wow, this person is, like the hottest person I've ever seen without knowing them. Yeah, right? that's Where it's fine. Like that. And then it's like... But if it's like you see each other across the room in, or like in a bar or something and then you just like go hook up in the alley and then like go on your ways and then that's your background and then he's like mysteriously your boss. Like... What books you read it? <laughs> what was that one? I don't even remember what that one was called. It was some mafia. Oh, God. I think it was in the promises and promises. Probably is very mafia esque though. Savar like, Miller. Hmm. Um, but it's just like That's rough. Give me something more. And don't make her hair like ruby red. You. Speaking of that, actually, the next one that I have is the plain unwanted girl that every man wants to. <laughs> Why? Like it annoys me when an author continuously, the only thing they have to say about the main character is that she's so tiny, so unwanted and unlovable and so ugly, me, no real. makeup, plain face, brown hair. Not that brown hair isn't good, but <laughs> <laughs> regularly, regularly, though, that person either has dirty, limp blonde hair that looks like straw it, or it's a <laughs> straw description. is It's so, so specific. Real. So specific. It's every time. Okay. <laughs> and that annoys me. It's always straw. <laughs> Why? Anyway, then it's like the brown again limp brown hair that never had any color to it it just was it was a dull Dull. brown hair whatever okay but then all of these men are like she's different she's perfect i must protect her and i have to need her like no way you're looking around at all of these beautiful females and you're like yes i want the dirty one that looks like she climbed out of a sewer that'd be me no it's not that'd be me wanting her oh oh okay (laughs) You're too clean for me. Me? <laughs> that's Actually, a compliment. I'm gonna take true. that as a compliment. Megan 
in college, the one thing she did that I could never believe that she would do. What are you about to reveal right now? When she would wash her face to dry her face, she would use the rag she used to like that people used to dry their hands after the bathroom. She used that to dry her face. And then she would be like, oh, my skin is so bad. And I'm like. I wonder why the bacteria cesspool that you're using to dry your face every night. Honestly, I can accept that. I can accept that. Um, <laughs> you, your fear whatever. in your eye before I said that. I was so I, afraid of what you were about I'm to like, say. This isn't that bad. It's not. No. It's just something when I first learned that I was like. Um, Teresa, speaking of our first year in college, um, spilt hot cocoa mix on our rug. I'll never forget this. It was on our rug for like four months. And I just waited to see if you would clean it up. It was like a little powder pile, like just in the middle of our black rug. And for four months. Where? What? It was in our dorm. In our room or in? In the room between our beds. Why did I have hot cocoa powder? Girl, you had so much random (laughs) shit in that dorm. Like everywhere when you looked at our sides of the room it was like b brain and a brain and you can guess which one was which but i'll never forget i saw it pour out of your backpack and onto the floor and i just waited to see if you would clean it up oh and i didn't even know that was there i guess not i thought you saw it the whole time but i was just like i wonder if she's ever gonna clean i up have the hot cocoa no mix. memory of that zero exactly where was it in the middle of the rug in between our beds I don't know how you never saw it, but we were kind of gross in college. So, you know what? Honestly. No, it was freshman year. We we were, what's it called when you just like. Rats. Not, not sympathizer. Yeah, we were rats. We were enablers. <laughs> we absolutely were enablers. What's my gross behavior now? You burp a lot. Which is like inherently Would gross. Would you do that in a restaurant? Someone asked me that once after I burped, and I said, are you serious? Okay, we were all hanging out playing games, and I was drinking something that, like, upsets my As stomach acid. And I burped, and he literally looked at me and went, would you do that in a restaurant? The same person also said that. <laughs> I actually don't know if I could talk about that. But basically, it led everyone in the room looking at him and going, How is a woman ever happy with you? Like, genuinely, the things he said were insane. Hmm. And the answer was the women were not happy. <laughs> um, But then I told him, yes, I would and have. You have, yeah. I, yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. I, you know what? I think what it is is that you were raised to be a boy. Well, it's that. We've talked about this before. And my uncles would always try to, like, shame me for i was like 11 and i like would like burp and they'd be like ew girls aren't supposed to burp or poop or pee or anything and i was like literally fuck you literally no and so then from that i just started burping really loud around them because i'm like well that one uncle is now divorced out of the family <laughs> so karma i guess and but i think that's like why we see yeah and I, not to get into this but like cleanliness differently because i was raised to be my mother's daughter mm-hmm. and also i only had so I many resources raised to be my father's son 
so yeah my mom did call me her daughter that acted like a boy or whatever she was like she, she'd be like you i called you that i know and my mom agreed because she was like yeah you'd be my girl in all pink jumping off the windows and climbing trees and i was like jumping out the windows adhd uh the next one <laughs> i have okay is the countdown Kay. to nothing okay like the whole point of the book is to build and build and build this tension of like a war's brewing or like something or the other and then it's just like nope peace and then nothing or oh yes a battle but it lasts like five pages then it's done it's like it's really frustrating why are we gonna have back and forth for 400 pages about this or nay 800 pages for then it to just be I guess I don't know if that's arguably a trope, but it is something that happens in books that I... It is really annoying. I don't understand. Like, I understand that, like, authors enjoy writing tension to kind of, like, drag the readers along. But, like, you want that to be satisfying. You want the, like, climax of the story to be, like, oh, my God, and all of the things and whatever. When no one dies and there's, like... 20 characters to pull from and you're telling me this battle is like the hardest war in the entire ever and no one's gonna die except for one person and they get brought back uh-uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or i have several examples of that i know yeah but that spoils some books so i won't be discussing them if you know you do know or if it's that this whole battle that's supposed to be difficult happens and with no one dying it obviously wasn't that difficult yeah it's it like don't set it up to be impossible like they are going to defeat this impossible task just for them to then defeat it within five pages that's just like with no sacrifice or implied sacrifice even if they do sacrifice and then nothing actually comes it like I feel like if you are willing to make that sacrifice, it should be seen through. Mm-hmm. That makes a great book. You are satisfied with like, there's balance. If you want a good book with a great everything, Kingdom of Ash by Sarah J. Moss. You do there's need to that. read the entire series beforehand, but there's that. Um, mm-hmm. Another trope that I had is when tragic backstories aren't brought up again. Where, like, a whole character is based around this tragic backstory. Mm. And it's brought up once for sympathy points. Or it's, like, they were assaulted. And so then that affects, like, how they interact with people. But, like, it's never... It's just a personality trait that she was assaulted. but And that she doesn't trust men. But that's it. It's not, like... It's just to be used as... To give this person depth. (laughs) And there's nothing else to her. And it's, like... Is that really what we're trying to say here? It doesn't ever make me feel good reading about that character. And it honestly just like ruins. It ruins what that character could be. I would rather have them be a blank slate and a name than for the only thing about them to be their trauma. Like that's just reinforcing. And then it's all about the man protecting her and like his whole role is that he will never let anything happen to her again and she is only what has happened to her gross vomit 
anyway everywhere hate that hate it uh my next one is time travel oh really what don't you like about time travel when it is done and when it's done poorly okay valid and it doesn't add up when it doesn't add up mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can be done really well mm-hmm. and i can get a, like i love outlander mm. because the times are different enough but then the always constant worry about how it will affect the timeline can get so old oh yeah i'm like everyone's always worried about every decision they're ever making it's like yeah maybe it would have been better if you stayed home yeah and I don't love multiverse madness. I like, I don't necessarily like multiverse. I do love different universes. I, maybe that's the sci-fi part of me, but the idea that like, this isn't the one space where they can oh. exist within, within one series. Yeah. Like it's not the, a bunch of stuff is happening, but it's like within this one series, this isn't the only place where those people can be or live or whatever. Like that excites me. Cause it's like, Oh my God, I see the creativity. I see like where this is going, but I think multiverses are really difficult to do well. Yeah. I agree. That's all I'll say about that. Um, another thing I really don't like is when the protagonists refuse to respect their friend's ability to make their own decisions mm. to try and protect them. Or even not just their friends, their lover. Yeah. No, it's, 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 oh, I hate when that's like, okay, specifically when an author has a woman be a strong female and all she does is boss people around and that's like her being strong and protecting other people or like not tell anyone what they're going to do and just self-sacrifice the whole time and not let anyone do anything for them because it's their burden to bear like what's the point of having friends at all in the series if you're not gonna if you're not gonna share that burden with other people and that's fine if you don't want to it just like who are you talking about right now i have several books that who are you talking about we're not going to use specifics within this but there are several characters that i've read where the woman for her to be the strong female, she just has to take on everything. And that, that is the only defining feature of her being strong and for people to respect her. And for strong men, it's them sharing the burden. Annoying. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. My next one is... Uh, this isn't a trope, but it basically is. But medical impracticalities. <laughs> I 100% follow. When... The author just, like, for one, uses magic just to, like, heal everything. I'm like, okay, I get it. But, like, it's just, like, an excuse to move Suddenly forward. Suddenly they have magic powers. Or if they're human and have no powers, all of a sudden they can run 15 miles after they just got their thigh sliced to the bone. And they just stitched up the muscle the night before and had rough intercourse. And busted open the stitches but then fixed it and then that person left so they went running after them no shot you can run none at all no shot 
pulled out immediately. Also, also like when things happen, like limbs are cut off or like guts are spilling out. I recognize that normally in fantasy books, like Faye have healing, right? Yeah. Either the author is not describing what's happening accurately enough, but like it happens way too quickly. You would pass out. You would be dead. Like what? I I get like they can heal and like whatever. That's totally fine. But like, are the organs just gonna like back up? Like, how does this healing happen? I would just imagine like you know what I'm saying. And then all this can happen, but they can't have a C-section. <laughs> like, come on. Are you kidding me? Stupid. You can be fey and magical and you can't have a C-section? And someone else who was completely shredded and I was, was able to, to survive and yeah. like guts hanging out and completely torn open. But because she's a C-sections woman, C-sections don't she exist. Can't, she can't survive. Someone that. needs to give up all of their powers for them to have C-sections. Oh, did I talk about that? No. It's it's because it's my top thing, and so it's bolded. Oh, okay. Okay. You can bring it up. Going into my next trope, that when a strong female main character either gains power or comes with this power, and then either A has to give it up to save everyone or loses it at all. Why can... That never happens with the men. It never, never does. Never. Like, you never see that happening, but it's always the women that have to sacrifice i'm like literally for what have like, we not sacrificed enough <laughs> let her just like have it like what like why does she have and the it's thing- always like it will destroy her if she keeps it then why give her that much okay also it's that's part of the sacrifice thing where it's like she has to sacrifice everything to make sure things work and it's like we'll bring her back we'll, like she'll live but she won't have any of her powers just kill her at that point let her be a legend. Yes. Yeah, or if they die and then like they bring him back, but they bring him back as a fraction. Of that's what I'm saying. I know. That's 100%. why I'm like, I immediately thought of one Ugh. character and I just. Grr. It just. Let women have what they want. I personally. Name one male character that had to give up his power. Yeah, you hear those crickets? Me too. I think that was solid. These tropes won't, if they're in a book, they won't ruin a book for me unless they're like really prevalent. But if I see it, it will give me an ick and like take me out for a bit. And then afterwards, I'll talk about it for unending amounts of time. What are we reading right now? What are you reading? Um, I just finished uh, The Endless War by Brianna Jensen. Danielle. Danielle Jensen. Her first books of her like little series are so good. Mm-hmm. Like Bridge Kingdom. Such a good book. Like overall, start to finish. A Wild Ride inadequate air the like the part two of that series in a different couple so good so well constructed and then the second books kind of fall apart i didn't read after inadequate air honestly it's just kind of unmemorable oh wow like 
it's like 500 pages and the whole time i was like it had like a insane build-up to like nothing like we just talked about it was like a fine ending it was but like i loved an Claire and bridge kingdom so that's why it's like it had so much to compare to like it's a fine book but like when you're coming off of those books is such a down mm. so it's disappointing but bridge kingdom so good by danielle Jensen. solid and inadequate they're both really good mm-hmm. and then the next one's just <sighs> there's always these allusions to these structures made by some mysterious past advanced society or god and i'm like that's such a cop-out like give me a backstory to that mm-hmm. why does it have to stop there why is it just we don't know how these are here they're just they've just been here and you have no idea how they got there what is that i have a parallel to that that i'll talk to you about after but i l- i loved them but those were the few things that i just i'm still on like right now i'm in full hater mode <laughs> yeah no that's valid but bridge kingdom so good chef's kiss amazing loved it i just finished uh house of flame and shadow this morning by sarah j moss i would say i'm not going to get into it i know everyone is very sensitive about spoilers but i it was a solid four stars for me i think there was a lot of considering how disappointing the second book was for me mm-hmm. after the high that i was on on the first yeah, book first in the series so like good. i think this honestly was a solid bringing it back up yeah. to where i expected it to be um i was very surprised by a lot of the plot points and like why they yeah. were brought there i feel like there was a lot of new characters introduced um and i really don't know where the series is going to go after that so excited for you know when the next book comes out in the next six years or whatever um i think it's supposed to come out in either i think it's less than two years i'm not holding my breath no, for a next present city i i think if there wasn't so much influence from everywhere about this book i think i would have liked it more if it was just like one of those books that i'm like reading mm-hmm and then, like, not have heard anyone else's opinions. I'd have been like, yeah, that was a great book. And then, like, but reading it and, like, seeing these opinions, I'm like. I read oh, the book very I, slowly. I get your point. I get it. Um, but I liked it as well. I honestly think helped it was reading solid. it slowly. Like, I felt like I didn't. Well, I felt like I had to rush. But I felt like I didn't have to digest it all at one time. Because Same. I honestly Crescent read City it. is very heavy. I read it I way like. slower than I thought I would. Yeah. So I thought I was going to read it in a week, and that is not how fast I read it. I read it in a week, but, like, that's taking Ooh. my time. True. True. Yeah. And. So solid reads. It was a solid. Ish. Yeah. It was a solid. You know. Yeah. Um. So if you have any recs for us to read, we're on but the prowl. Don't have those tropes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're on the prowl for some. So let us or know. Or if you love these tropes, which is, it. that's fine if you buy That's great. Like, I'm not trying to yuck people's yums. This is just, like the icks we get when reading um and if you have an example where it's done really well i'm willing to hear it out change my mind Mm -hmm. honestly because let me know why you love it absolutely absolutely and we'll see you on the next page Mm -hmm.